0: hello i'm claire from wild ginger running the trail and ultra running youtube channel and this is the podcast version of my weekly live chat with an athlete coach or other running expert the link to the original film on youtube is in the show notes check out my instagram and youtube channel for more training advice inspiration and gear reviews everything is wild ginger running and my blog is wildgingerunning.co.uk Support me on Patreon if you enjoy this free advice at Patreon.com/slash/WildGingerRunning. Enjoy this podcast and see you next week for more. Hello, everybody! It's the live Q and A on Wild Ginger Running. I'm back. I am the creator, Claire Maxted, and. I have had a baby and that is why I have not been around for the last three months. And Marcus Scottney and Jen Scottney have taken over the live broadcasts, So I am now back. Marcus and Jen are gonna still do every other broadcast um, and there might be a few guest broadcasters as well. But Steve has just taken Baby Finley out for a walk and I am here to answer your questions live on YouTube. So um, just while we wait for everyone to join, I'm just gonna give you a little Finley update um, because guy has asked um, about him for the first question. so, um, so yeah, get telling me how you are and I'll pop your comments up onto the screen. Um, and in the meantime, I'll just start answering Guy's question first of all. So Guy says, great to see that you're back. How are you doing with the little one? And he's asking about the running show as well. So yeah, so type your comments in the box and I will read some out in a, just a moment. And But just as a little starter for 10, I will answer Guy's question. So so how am I doing with the little one? Well. Really, really good. He's a really, really good baby. This is the baby Finley here. Da 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 da. Isn't he cute? Um. So uh, I had him on the nineteenth of January. If you didn't know, and he is super, super, super cute. Really, really lovely little boy. And if basically, if I was better at getting back to sleep after he wakes up like three or four times in the night, then. He would be such an easy baby because he sleeps in the night, he just wakes up for feeding. Um, So it's all my fault, basically. But I think last night I had about five hours sleep. I never known that I could survive on such little sleep. Really really good practice for ultra running or fkts like multi-day adventures really really good practice if i had done cape rath if i had had children before doing cape Wrath ultra probably would have nailed it <laughs> so much easier um so yeah so here's a few finley pictures just whilst everybody gathers um this is me trying to do a little bit of work. This is the Sabrina Virgie um, Pennine Way FKT film on my computer there. I'm just um, uh, going through the edits for that whilst Finley watches on. He's my new colleague. And then um, this is me editing Vicky's review of the chorus Pace 2 um, with Finley in a little baby carrier just there. He appears to be trying to eat the side of it. <laughs> he likes to chew on the side of it. Um, and then this is me and Finn today. We went for a little walk to meet the other NCT people. So um, that's him. He slept for three hours solid in the pram today. So um, that was very pleasing. Um, and he's asleep now. Um, his dad has just taken him out for a little walk. So let's read out some stuff that we've got people watching. We've got Hannah. Hannah is here. We've got Seb here. He says, welcome back. Thank you very much. Philip Haddock says, welcome back. Says hi to everyone as well. We've got Nigel watching as well. Hey, Nigel, how are you doing? It's Peter. I've got a question to answer from Peter later in the broadcast. So stay tuned, Peter. And Peter Kraulhofer as well. I just replied to your very nice um, Facebook message, Peter, about my books. That's very kind of you. Um, John, it's great to see you here as well. John, thank you. Uh, fantastic People says, I am Col or am I col? Are you col? Oh, I'm too sleep deprived to deal with this question. Um, it's not even a question. Are you col? Yes, I am col, if that means cool. I am cool. Anyway, moving on. Sonia says hi as well. And oh, John wants recommendations for snowshoes. I would use um, those things you can get to put over any old shoe, John, um, I covered that, I think, last time's Q&A, like in the December Q&A, you can get basically these kind of ice spike things that you put on over your shoe, so I would, I would go back to the last Q&A that I did, because I definitely covered that in that Q&A, um, and Peter says I can get two pads for those baby cats. Ca- oh, can you? All oh, right, okay. Well, maybe I should just get a dummy and put that in. <laughs> um, Chris is here as well. Jean says hi and welcome back. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for all your patience, everybody. Um, yeah, it's fantastic to be back. Uh, but yeah, it's only like just under three months. Finn was 11 weeks old yesterday. So it is quite hard being back at work already. I'm not doing as much but I'm trying to just farm out as much as I can to as many different people as possible so I hope you don't mind that there is a bit of a wider Wild Ginger Running team going on and they're not all ginger, sorry about that. Um, So Guy wants to know um, when the national running show is on I'm really excited for events and shows and things like that starting again like aren't you just so excited? I'm so ready to get back out there, aren't you? Um, So there are two national running shows. Um, One is in the South. So that's the first one. It's coming up in July 17th to 18th of July. Um, So that is fab news. I am gonna be there. I'm pretty sure I'm gonna be there, like, unless something terrible happens, I'm going to be at that South Show, it's in Farnborough, and what I imagine I'll be doing is um, a book signing with Bloomsbury, and probably some kind of chit-chat, like, on the trail running, in the trail running area of some kind, it hasn't quite been decided yet, so I've only just kind of got back to work, and sort of getting um set up communicating with people again, so I am planning to be there. I am also planning to be at the North one, huh, they're calling it North, it's actually Birmingham, which is not really North, is it? kind of Midlands, Um, 22nd to 23rd of January, and that's 2022. Oh my goodness, we're talking about 2022 already. Wow. So that is just after Finley's first birthday. So I am aiming to be there as well. All things going well. So that would be a fantastic opportunity if anybody is at those shows to come and say hello. It would be absolutely fantastic to meet you all. Um, I can't wait to see you again if I've met you before or meet you if you are a new patron or a new watcher of the channel. So that is the answer to your question there, guy. And watch this space for um for what I am actually doing there. I'm I'm probably going to sign books. Oh, this is the book here. Um, it's called the Ultimate Trail Running Handbook. Uh, I wrote it a while ago, and it's just been published this January. And it's all about trail running. So. Um, it's on Amazon if you want and I'll, I'll link to it in the film description below as well so it's all about trail running and how to get fit confident and skilled up to go from 5k to 50k there's loads of training plans in there loads of nutrition etc um, etc et and loads of little stories from patrons and um, other friends of the channel as well so um, definitely check that out uh, even if you have just fancy reading what the other patrons little stories are because there's loads of really cool stuff in there. Okay. Um the next question is also a patrony type question. So um had a few new patrons during my maternity leave, which was really, really nice of you. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you to everybody who stuck with me during the maternity leave. That was really super kind of you. Um some people even upped their pledges which was really really nice. Thank you a million times. It's just it's just, yeah, words cannot express. It's just amazing. Thank you. Um, And so David Pollard wants to know um if his buff has been fetched. So basically, if you are a £10 or $10 patron and a buff, you get sent one of these rather nifty buffs um, after three months of loyalty. So David, I believe, joined in... um In February, I think. So he is due to get a buff in May. So I said in the competition, I mentioned him as a new patron and I mentioned that he would be getting his buff. Um it will be May, because it's three months of loyalty to get one of these. Don't worry if you have if you don't want to be a ten dollar patron or a ten pound patron, um, you can just buy a one-off buff from the shop on my website if you fancy it as well. Just while slash shop. So there you go. And then the good thing about that is once we start going to races again. We will be able to see each other very clearly because of wearing the buff. So that will be uh, sent to you in next month, David. But there are two people who are due on right now because they joined in January. So that's Catherine Roberts and Andrew Etiknap. So I might just send them all at once, to be honest, because I'm sure David will remain loyal um great okay so some more people are joining that's fantastic we've got orange goblin oh interesting name paul feely is here as well hello paul lovely to see you catherine roberts says uh, evening, everyone. Lovely to have me back. Yay. It's lovely to be back. I love it. It's really nice. I was slightly panicked that the baby might kick off just before the broadcast, but no, everything is fine. And he is on a walk with his dad. <gasps> Jen's watching as well. Hey, so Jen is watching. Oh, how flattering. Thank you so much, Jen. Um, I didn't actually watch many of Jen and Marcus's broadcasts because guess what my new bedtime is? That's right people, seven o'clock. That is my new bedtime. I go to bed from like seven, actually it's usually like more like eight by the time I faffed around, had a shower, etc. So in bed half seven, eight, and then uh, I take over from Steve at 1 a.m. and I either get, nil sleep or a bit of sleep so it's yeah it's good to, for me to have that block of time so hello Jen and thank you so much to Jen and Marcus for doing those live broadcasts for me they are going to do every other broadcast so you'll see them doing next time as well Um, and congratulations for Marcus for his FKT on the Limestone Way just recently and um, big up to Jen as well for supporting him because since supporting Sabs on her Pennine Way FKT I just realised how important that support team is and how everybody interviews like the elite athlete that's done the record, but actually, um, actually it's the support team that really get them through. So congratulations to Jen as well. I, I think that that is equally deserved that praise. <laughs> um, so Jen says, uh, that they sent, <laughs> they sent me to sleep that early. Yeah, I do actually go to sleep, um, listening to podcasts. My favorite one to fall asleep to is, um, no such thing as a fish, the people who do QI. So yeah, that is, <laughs> so quite possible actually um ICT is watching as well so um they say hi everyone as well great so there's lots of people watching live we've covered the like little housekeeping things about personal stuff and we're going to go on now to a really important question from Peter who wants to know about summer shoes um so basically um Peter is after a pair of trail shoes for when uh, the summer comes. So he's got some trail talons. Um, so he's a big fan of Innovates, he thinks they're really comfy. Um, and he says that they've been really good during the wetter season, but he wants now to look out for a summer shoe. So, um, he, he said in another message that his, uh, the trails can get quite hard. Um, and that's, that's an interesting thing. And that's a, a little top secret that I'm going to let you in on in just a mo. But yeah, for a summer trail running shoe, it's, it's kind of it's kind of difficult because um yeah, I'll just I'll just basically say what you need in a summer trail running shoe, but you you want it to be like a little bit more breathable um, uh, Maybe lightweight, um, but but you've got to be careful here You don't want to lack too much cushioning and you don't want to go down in the drop So the drop is the difference between the heel and the toe of the shoe. Oh, I've got a load of shoes here I will show you um so uh, um, The drop is the difference between the heel and the toe of the shoe, so you can see here, this has got quite a substantial um rise here. It's probably only about four mil, um, but the whole, whole shoe is risen, it's like a platform shoe, isn't it? Um, but yeah, you can see that the, the heel is basically uh bigger than the toe, so there's a bit of a drop going on there. So the thing with that is you've got to... Um, you don't want to drop too quickly. It can put a strain on your calf and your Achilles. So that's something to look out for when you are looking for kind of those lighter summer trail running shoes. Um, Breathability is quite easy to test. You can literally blow through the shoe, like stick your hand in the shoe and kind of blow through the material. And uh, you know, the the windier your hand feels, the more breathable that shoe is. Um, And it's going to drain well as well if you you jump into any puddles um, and dry quickly too. Um, so it's interesting that you said in the other message, Peter, that you have quite a lot of hard ground in the summer because that is exactly the same for where I live. So, um, there's lots of fields where I live and it's kind of uh, limestone, like clay on the ground. And to be honest, when it's been really, really sunny, it can be really hard, like almost like tarmac under the foot. And, um, because the mud has been churned up when it's wet when it dries it's like like this (laughs) all over the place so it's kind of like running on rocks so to be honest this is a little secret that i'll let you into here i often use my road running shoes for running the trails around here when they're really dry because they've got that bit more cushioning um, and i need that for my type of feet so so that is just something to consider if those trails get really really dry The thing you wouldn't wanna look for in a summer running shoe necessarily, um, I'll come onto that in a little bit, in a second as well, is like you wouldn't wanna go for a Gore-Tex shoe. You wouldn't usually go for a Gore-Tex trail running shoe anyway because water tends to come in over the top and then you're just left with a shoe full of water because it doesn't drain out. So if you are going into somewhere that's like um, a a muddy, boggy area regardless of the season, then uh, waterproof socks, Uh, plus a breathable drain a quick draining shoe um is a good choice um but also there's there's several shoes on the market now which are kind of water resistant like i've got these a pair of Scott Supertrack RC2s that have this Sherla fabric um, on the outside and that's kind of slightly thicker, slightly water resistant fabric and it was absolutely fantastic during the winter because it wasn't completely waterproof so the water did still drain out of it but it wasn't so breathable that as soon as you step in a puddle you get a soaking wet foot which was really handy for cold winter running. So. Um, I have got a shoe review out, um, I'll link up to it in, it's actually in the film description below right now, it's called the best multi-terrain trail running shoe review 2020, and Dave Taylor did that for me, he's a a fell running guide and a coach up north in the Peak District, and he reviewed, um, reviewed several shoes for me, and I just thought they would be ideal for summer running as well, so there's the Innovate Rock Light, there's the Salomon Sense Ride, or the Salomon Speed Cross, although the Speed Cross can be a little bit hot, but... Um, it's it's I've, I've worn it in the summer yeah I've worn it um, in America um, yeah i've worn it in in hot weather that's fine um there's the last sportiva captiva or mutant i know sabrina Verdi uses a pair of the mutants a lot um in all weathers um hoka speed goat the one that i just showed you um that's quite a good one for the summer as well um ultra timp as well and um i mentioned the scott Supertrack rc2 just earlier with the water resistant fabric on so you might not want to go for that as a summer shoe but you might want to go for the scott kinabaloo ultra 2 because that um looks to me from the website to be a little bit more breathable um ah and paul feely has just suggested them as well so perfect um yeah we've got some we've got some suggestions so yeah keep the shoe suggestions coming because that's really interesting but the main thing i wanted to say to you peter is that um i would not look at shoes as like summer shoes and winter shoes necessarily I would choose a shoe based on the weather and the terrain condition conditions that I was going to run in so like for example in Britain in June it has been known to snow and you know like if it's Scotland and it's June it's a bit different to where I live and it's June so um you I choose my shoe based on the conditions and the weather rather than what the season is so um so yeah and basically you're after a shoe which is very lightweight and breathable um, probably for um, summer conditions Um, but they can vary uh, obviously between country to country so yeah go for a light breathable shoe but with still enough cushioning for your level of need. Um, so oh, we've got some suggestions coming in from people now, which is really really handy. Um, I should probably do a summer trail running shoe review, shouldn't I? Um, John, oh, John's just catching up with Marcus and Jen's broadcast. He said they were fab, so yeah, thanks again to Marcus and Jen for taking them over. Um, Nadia's here. She says um, she says hi as well. Hi Nadia. Um, and Paul says he also wears road shoes in the summer trails as well. So yeah, it's just it's just something to consider because the the reason to wear trail shoes is the grip isn't it like the low profile and the grip but if you're running on really hard packed trails it's basically like tarmac and rock so you you might want to consider that if that is the type of terrain that you're running on um adrian's here as well that's fab so we've got some examples here peter recently bought the ultra lone peak five yep that that's fantastic so um uh, I I think if they had Gore Tex on them, they might be called the Ultra Lone Peak Five GTX. Um, so that's a good one. I know Ultra shoes are quite lightweight; they're quite breathable as well. So that's really cool. Um, Paul says the Scott Kinabalu are great. Yep, mentioned those ones. Oh yeah, Brooks Cascadia. yeah. Catherine Roberts says they're quite cushioned and comfy on hard trails, um, and good on good on um ultras, but not so good in the mud. Um, the uh maybe they don't grip so well. Um, And then the speed cross are really good in mud, but they're not enough on dry hard trails. It's so hard to get that balance, isn't it? But that's why you should have a look at that review that Dave Taylor's done there, the best multi-terrain trail running shoe. I've got a picture of it so that you can find it easily. Um, Oh, where's it gone? It's here. So this is the trail running shoe review that Dave did for us. So if you just Google multi-terrain trail shoe review while ginger running, then you'll find it. And also it is in the film description below as well. So. of those shoes will be super good for summer running as well oh nigel's got a suggestion as well a pair of topo mountain race um racers which are a bit of an all-rounder so yeah you kind of want an all-rounder don't you unless you want like a wardrobe of a million shoes (laughs) which i am close to having um cool and another advocate adrian here he used to use his road shoes um, oh, road, uh, road shoes resold with trail or fell soles. Oh, that is really interesting. Yes, yeah, so before um, before people started doing more of a cushioned trail running shoe, this was a really good option to get your road shoes resold with a trail sole. Um, so that's a that's a really interesting option. It's also worked really well for you if you find that your road shoes just fit you better than anything else, um, because. It's really important to have a shoe that fits well above everything. I'd rather be sliding around in the mud and comfy of the foot than have a really grippy shoe that doesn't fit me and gives me blisters after about half a mile. So yeah, that's something to consider as well. So I would say, Peter, try when the shops open again, um, go to your local independent running store, put on as many running shoes as you can, um, check how breathable it is by blowing through the fabric um, and that should ensure that you get a nice good summer running shoe Um, and if you can't get to any shops then go online and buy about six and send them all back (laughs) until you find the one you want so I hope that you hope that answers your question for you there Peter Right, so the next question is about sunglasses and it's from Ultra Class, which is a great name. Um, can't find anything from me about sunglasses. No, haven't actually done anything on sunglasses. So, this is a really good opportunity for me to share my thoughts. So, um, yeah, yeah, need to do something on sunglasses. Um, I did, I put this out to Twitter because I have tested quite a lot of sunglasses in the past and I've, I've got some here that I'm, I'm just going to show you all. Um, uh, and these ones which I need to uh, fix. And yeah, basically, um, sunglasses is, uh, put it out on Twitter and I've got some really, really good answers here. So I'm just going to just show you a few here. Um, right okay so i put it out to the the twitterati and um there was there was one guy who thought that scott sports uh, mountain bike glasses were quite good so that's that's good if you want something that's definitely sporty um and wraps around the whole head um and then other people were saying um gooder oakley sunwise um Another shout out for Oakley, Oakley, um, and also um, N Runners as well, which was new to me. Another shout out for Gooder. Lots of people are liking Gooder, which is interesting for the reasons I'm going to explain to you in a moment. Um, So yeah, so I've grabbed a few brands which you might want to look at, um, Class. Um, if you lose sunglasses a lot, then it's good to go for a cheaper brand. So you can get quite a few pairs of sunglasses for around like 25 to 35 pounds. Um, so that's good if you tend to like sit on them or just lose them. When I was doing the Coastal Challenge, I went swimming in the sea after one of the days. And I was wearing my sunglasses because they were really, really bright, obviously. And for some reason, I just thought that they were goggles. So I like dived into the waves wearing these sunglasses and they just completely just disappeared. And it was really sad because they were my favourite Adidas sunglasses. um, And I was really, really sad. Um, The only thing that consoled me was the thought of a dolphin, like popping up wearing my sunglasses, but I didn't see one. Um, So yes, get a cheap pair if you tend to lose them or break them. Um, He also asks uh, about... um, uh photochromic yeah and and prescription as well so some people have prescription sunglasses and you can also get prescription photochromic ones or just photochromic ones photochromic ones are good because they um adjust to the light levels so say you go through a dark forest or there's some shady patch then they will lighten up so that you can see and you don't have to put them over your head um so that's good. They'll just be a bit more expensive, that's the thing, because they've got more technology in them. Um, prescription sunglasses are also a really good idea for anybody that wears glasses, because then obviously you don't have to wear two pairs of glasses. Um, and then you can get polarized as well and that reduces the glare. So if you're going to be running, um, I don't know like I've only used polarized stuff when there's been snow about because I find that polarized sunglasses I, I tend to find that they I can't read my phone or my GPS watch very easily with a polarized lens It, it sort of tends to kind of blur everything out um, It gives a sheen to the to the um, to the screen Um. So I don't really go for polarised, but if you want polarised to reduce glare, then the cheaper ones will have like a film across the sunglasses. Um, but the more expensive ones actually um, have that polarized um, element within the lens itself, so it won't scratch off. Um, if it's scra- if that polarized glare stopper scratches off, it can actually be really horrible because you can get these like pinpricks of light kind of attacking you in the eye. So if you want polarized, it is good to kind of go a little bit more on the expensive side and get some good quality lenses. So, sunglasses also come in like um, different darkness categories. So, there's one to four. So, category one is like your safety glasses. They're just like uh, white, not white. You wouldn't say anything really white, would you? They're just transparent glasses, you know, like a science lab. Um, and then all the way up to four, which is super, super dark. I never wear super, super dark ones because the moment you get in a forest, the moment you get a shade, you cannot see a thing. I go for category three. And so most trail running sunglasses, I would say with category three, and they allow you to see like in, in most um, most conditions. It's also worth considering the tint. So for example, one time I was testing tra- um, sunglasses for trail running magazine, and I got sent a pair, it's not these ones, but I got sent a pair of um, ones which had like a gray lens, and I felt really depressed wearing them because I realized, because I usually wear ones like this with a, ro- I love a rosy tinted lens, everybody. So rosy tinted lens. Lens is just fantastic because it makes the sunset look brilliant it makes everything look a little bit nicer than it is and yet it shades you I don't know how it does it but it, it shades you you can also go for like a blue tint yellow tint as well and some of the companies that I'm going to come on to in a minute will actually send you different lenses to clip into the sunglasses so that is worth considering as well um uh, oh and then dial as well so um so you could you've got like quite a few sunglasses nowadays um you can get that kind of look fashionable like this is just a fashion pair um that i broke oops um this is why you want to get a cheap pair um i do try to super glue them back on but they they have yeah i need to do it again i've got some super glue just there but yeah, so some sunglasses look super fashionable like this. You can actually get some running sunglasses that we'll see in a minute that look like this kind of thing. Um, or you can go for a bit more sporty looking like this. For me, for my running, I prefer a sporty looking one, but that's mainly because they're, they slip down less like the ones that are more fashionable, they don't tend to have a rubberized nose area like these do. So for me, because I'm ginger, I have to slather on the sun cream and a sweaty nose it slips down so just be aware of that Um, a lot of the time with these um plastic inserts here these rubberized inserts you get a choice so this had two different ones depending on your nose size you can get up to four with some sunglasses as well the other thing to look out for is this bit of rubber just here Um, sometimes it's on the inside of the arm so the red bit just there that's rubberized as well and that kind of clings on to the back of your head to your hair to your skin and makes uh, sure that the sunglass doesn't come off because um and this kind of sunglasses doesn't um because the last thing that you want like this is this should be a good test of sunglasses right you should be able to put them on like put them on like that then go like that and then if they don't fall off then winning at life right and then if you put them up there they shouldn't just fall off um if they do I saw someone do this tip the other day as well like I'm gonna do it I've never done this before I do it on my bike or my helmet but if you put them like that they can feel more secure they just look a bit weird so there's that um so have I mentioned everything so yes so you want to like know whether you want to go for like a sporty style or um, more of a fashion style it's it's totally up to you like you might want to also wear them down the pub on the beach etc and you might not always want to look like you're about to do an iron man or something so um uh yeah try them on la-di-da-di-da-da let's see in the comments what people are saying and then i've got a few suggestions just here so um Mm -hmm la-di-da Uh, Ah, Antonio Cardinelli is here. Hello, hello, lovely to have you. Um, Catherine Roberts says, my husband bought Gooder after I saw them recommended everywhere, but the coating on the lenses seems to have some kind of rubbed off... it seems to have rubbed off or scratched, even though he's tried to really look after them. Yeah, so I want to talk about Gooder, because I, I've seen lots of really, good, lots of runners, like bona fide runners, give Gooder sunglasses a really good review, and it makes me think, oh, I need to try them again. Because when they first came out, I got a pair um, through Trail Running Magazine, and um, I... I found that they, they don't have, let me just put, they're, they're really funky, like they look like this. Um, uh, they look like that. And I just need to make that go above it. There we go. Um, they're really funky. They've got really cool names like um, uh, oh, What Would Keith Do, A Tattoo You, Some Girls, etc. So they're really funky looking. Um, But if, if, I'll make it big again. They don't have a rubber bit, between the nose and they don't have a rubber bit on the arm either so for me and my sun-creamed sweaty face they just used to slip down just a tiny amount just like to there it was so annoying and the polarizedness to the lens um i'm afraid I i just i couldn't see my phone during the the run and i couldn't see my watch screen either so I didn't really rate them for running, if I'm totally honest with you. But I know that loads of people love them and they look really cool. So that was a shame. Um, So I am gonna recommend some completely different sunglasses to you guys. Um, Seb says he is a big fan of polarized ski goggles, um, but he hasn't found them as useful for running. Yeah, yeah, I love a polarized ski goggles. That's the only time I've worn polarized stuff is is in the snow for that flat light. And Gordon's here. Hey, special shout out for Gordon. Hello, Gordon. How are you doing? Thank you so much um, for your patron support. That's absolutely fantastic. Uh, Really, really kind of you. Um, Adrian says, Oakley cost a fortune, but mine have lasted donkey's years. Wear them everywhere, good as new. Um, and Nadia thinks that the goodier, gooder ones are pretty as well. Yeah, so the gooder ones are very pretty and very cool, very fashionable. But personally, they slip off my nose. They don't have grips here and here. And I, cu- I literally just couldn't wear them for running, especially trail running when you're thumping about all over the place, aren't you? So I... I'm gonna say no to those unless they've changed. They may have changed. Um, I should get a new pair and see what they're like. So then a lot of people on Twitter we're giving a lot of love to this brand that I had not heard of before, and it's called MD.R. Dot dot and these, as you can see, are kind of sporty looking, so they definitely have the rubber grip on the nose area just there. Um, and they look like they curve around nicely to cu- like really clip your head. They're a bit of a wrap around type design, um, so that means that your eye is fully covered. And they start from just 35 pounds, so they look really, really, really interesting. Um, so I Thought that would be a really good for you to look into class as well. So give them um, give them a go. Then the other kind of really inexpensive brand that I'm aware of and that I've tried before is Sunwise. Um, so they have um, lots of different types of sunglasses starting from like £30 all the way up to like £100 for the more sort of oakly alike ones. And these are a really good option because they've got loads of different frame styles. So you'll probably be able to find something that's right for you. Um, they have got some which look quite like the gooder ones um, with no sort of rubber on the nose area, which wouldn't be good for me. But then when you get to the more expensive ones like this Hastings Midnight one on the left here and the, the Kennington White, they look more sporty, more wrap around, um, and they—they they, so they look really, really good. And then the ones at the top there, and one of the ones on the second row, can you see they've got different lenses that you can clip in and clip out? So that's quite useful those different lenses so they've got a white lens a yellow lens and then the shaded lens as well so I find the white lens really useful if you do any cycling like if you do any cycling kind of in the sort of kind of winter time then using a clear lens is really useful for not getting bugs in your face and equally if you just run really really fast (laughs) which I do not so then the yellow ones are quite useful if um, you don't need too much of a shade and then the normal ones um, are useful for um, running in nice sunny weather like hopefully we're going to get in britain well we did today didn't we it was just freezing cold so sun wise really really good really good value definitely recommend those then if you do want to invest a little bit in your sunglasses i would really recommend oakley um they are expensive let's 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 not lie about that they're definitely expensive but i i I just really like them, they, um, and if they have got a polarised lens, these ones haven't, um, then it's, it's integral in the lens, so you don't have to, it won't get scratched off, basically, so these are just perfect, these are the, I did make a note of these, these are like, um, nowadays, these are old, old model, they sell for like £115 now, they are called, what are they called, I wrote it down, the, Uh, EV0 pitch with with a red frame and sapphire iridium lens so this is my rosy tinted spectacle um and but I I used to use the most popular running sunglass which was the radar lock path so this is me on the Cape Wrath Ultra um you can't really see very well but you can see that I'm wearing a pair of sunglasses on top of my visor um as I'm... (laughs) Really cool, and um they are the radar lock paths, and so the oakley radars are really really good running um sunglasses um they're qu- quite similar to them these, but they look a bit more sporty, so they're a little bit more kind of um sleek uh they've got a venting in the top there they've got a top bar that comes across and they've got like some venting like there they've got different um uh different thicknesses of nose rubber. Um, for different shaped noses and they've got obviously this nice rubber here as well so when you've got them off they are not coming off. Um, I can't find them I don't know what's happened to them I think they're just at the back of a drawer somewhere because there's no way I would have parted with these unless they were just completely like I've had them literally for 10 years. That's how long they've lasted. I'm amazed I haven't sat on them or something. The last pair I sat on, I was I was de- I was, was on a seesaw and they fell off and I trod on them. So yeah, that's how insane I am with sunglasses. So I really looked after the Oakleys and I've really looked after these ones as well. And they're really nice. Um, I like the fact that they go around to the side there because um the sun can't get in from the side. If you're wearing a, a sort of a fashion sunglass like this, then you get, uh, if you turn to the side, you get the sun in your eye just there as well. So, so that's what you wanna look for. Wrap around sunglasses and that don't fall off your head when you wear them on the top of your head, like that. there was a couple of other ones i just wanted to mention because you might find them useful so there's three more there's uh, some nice cheap sunglasses from ron hill um they go from like 30 pounds to 50 pounds i like the look of the 50 pounds ones there the tokyo ones um, they look pretty cool so you could give them a go um then also dhb from wiggle they do sunglasses as well. Um, they do the sort of gooder type, kind of trendy type ones, and then a bit more expensive, they've got the more sporty type ones as well. But they're really good basic sunglasses um, if you if you want to go for the more sporty type there. Um, so you could check them out as well. Um, I'm, I'm sure I've tried them in the past and they're really good. And then the final pair of sunglasses I just want to mention are from Sun God, Hello. Um, right, so these you, these are really customizable. From this is the main thing about Sun God. They're so customizable. So these are the ones that look a bit like those gooder ones. Like they're a bit fashionable, and you can. Change the lens, you can change the the color of the frame, Um, you've got polarized or not polarized, um, and it doesn't cost you any different to make all those different changes. So these are £70 and they stay £70. Um, They also have some more sporty type ones as well. So um, I think they're called the Valon um, which are more of a wraparound style as well. So, um, if you like, if you want to really, um, customize your own, then they're a really good brand to go for as well. So yeah, so for me, um, I'd either go super cheap. So I'd go for a a Sunwise pair, something like that. Um, I wouldn't go for the good of personally myself, but you might find them brilliant. Like let me know in the comments below if you do find them really perfect, but I just found they slid down my nose and were really annoying. Um, but yeah, my favorites are Oakley's because they just stick onto your face like um yeah i was gonna say a squid but i've never had a squid stuck on my face but yeah you know like, ugh, it sticks really really well you can tell i've had five hours sleep aren't you making no sense right let's let's have a look um Right, let's have a look at the comments about the glasses. So, oh yeah, loads of love for the Oakleys. Yep, there was loads of love for on Twitter for the Oakleys as well. Um, Gordon's has his for about 15 years and he keeps changing the lenses. Yeah, the lenses can get a little bit scratched. If you look just, can you see there? They've gotten a bit scratched and I haven't used these a ton. Like I've had them a couple of years now, three years. So yes, you could change the lens um, there if you want, and that's um, presumably cheaper than um, changing the whole sunglass and a bit more eco-friendly as well. Um, Chris Williams says, you get what you pay for. Yep, you, yep, that's true. But if you're gonna lose them all the time, then it doesn't make any sense to buy some uh, really, really expensive ones. Um, okay, so Gordon's wife has got some gooders and she really likes them. That's cool. I'm glad. Yes, yeah, so somebody uh, like loads of people must really get on well with them. So it's a shame that I don't because they are really, really cool. I would love them to work for me. Um, Nigel has a pair of sinners. Yeah, for snowboarding and ran in them and then sat on them by accident. Yeah, that totally sounds like me. <laughs> um, yes, sinners. I've heard of them. I've used them in the past when I've done tests for running magazine. They are good. So yeah, um, definitely recommend those too um ah and Nadia doesn't like the rubber things so yeah if you don't like the rubber things then definitely go for something like the gooder something a bit more fashionable as well brilliant okie dokie so the next question and oh I think it's a final question actually gonna keep it nice and short and sweet tonight um the final question is from Maeve. So this is really exciting. So uh, Maeve has entered a race. It's called the Pitz Alpine. It's in Tyrol in Austria. It sounds amazing. Let me just show you Maeve's race here. So it looks really fab. Um, It is 106 kilometres and it is um, with 6,100 metres of elevation And the thing about this race that Maeve is uh, concerned about is it starts at 11 p.m. So you saw the picture there with the man with the head torch on starting at 11 p.m. approximately. Um, So what she's saying is, does she need to train specifically for 11 p.m. start time, like, Keep staying up late and training at eleven pm at night, which she doesn't really want to do, um, or uh, and doing night running as well, um, or will she be okay? Basically, um, she's done. Um, she did another race in two thousand nineteen where she had to stay up all night because um, she was slow, and that was fine. But it did start at eight am, so. Um, Yes, sleep, she says sleep is very important. Um, and she doesn't want to train late at night like that. So yeah, this is super interesting, Maeve. And I'm really glad that you asked this question, because um, I just I just think it's really interesting. Um, and lots of people will, I think lots of people will have lots of different opinions on this. But personally, I have, I am of the opinion that if it's just a one off, um if if you're not like an elite athlete or you're not kind of like gunning for some particular time you're not taking it super super seriously you just want to go and have fun and experience this incredible race which sounds like it is then i wouldn't worry too much about the start time of 11 p.m. just because it's just a one off so i would i would I would personally find it more important to train for that distance. So train for that 106 kilometres. And I would definitely train for the hills as well. Like, so loads and loads of hill reps, like maybe two sessions of hill reps in your weekly training um, and upping the length of time that you do those hill reps for as well. Like, you know, like a five minute hill, if you've got any five minute hills. Um, And also I train for the downhills as well, because that's something that everybody always leaves out in this kind of race too. And then I think it would be really important to train on the top. Type of terrain that you would expect to experience on that race so i mean if it's just going to be you know like these lovely manicured paths that you sometimes get in europe then great that's fantastic but if it's going to be like dead rocky and muddy and boggy and like whales um, off path that kind of thing then you definitely want to train for that as well i think training for those kind of things would be more important than training at 11 p.m and training yourself to be okay at 11 p.m because when you're on the start line of that race don't you think the adrenaline would just be like pushing you through like I don't think you would necessarily have to train for that what I would what I would suggest maybe you could do is if you do stay up till 11 p.m at any time you could just mentally prepare yourself for running at that time so say you're I don't know going to go to bed at half eleven one night at 11 pm just think to yourself right now's the time when i would be on that start line visualize the start line at that time all those head torches twinkling in the night and the mountains and then that sunrise that you're going to see in the morning visualize all that and think to yourself could i do this at this time and just prepare yourself mentally in that way and and then if you are a bit worried about running at 11pm, you could just do a couple of like, say 5k runs at 11, you know, like 11 till half 11, just to be like, oh, this is what it feels like for me to run at 11pm. And you know, to get just a little bit of a hang of when you'd want to eat your dinner, that kind of thing, like your nutrition for the race, because it is a long race. Um, I'd probably have a really nice like big dinner about seven or eight or something like that. And then some snacks like, um, like, I don't know, some, porridge or something like an hour or two hours before because you're going to be going quite slowly aren't you so um, you'll be able to digest that as you go um, so, yeah, I would say that it's more important to train for the distance, for the ascent and for the terrain than actually to go out training at 11 p.m. all the time. But maybe if you wanted to visualise it mentally or just do a couple of little 5Ks at 11 p.m. just to check, just to just do so you feel confident in your head that when you get to that start line, you're going to be like, yeah, I can totally nail this. So, yes. Um, and Maeve's actually here. Hello Babe, I'm so glad that you're here. She's saying, <laughs> I'm saying exactly what she wants to hear. Fantastic, yeah. I just think if, if you don't take these things too seriously, then you don't have to train at this time. You know, like the UTMB, right? It starts at what, 6 p.m. in the night? Are those elite athletes training and running through all the night? Probably not all the time. Like they might do a couple like that just to see what it's like. But to be honest, I think it's more important to get lots of good sleep that week before, make sure you're properly hydrated, make sure you've eaten right, make sure you're super excited about the race and not injured. That's more important, I think, than training at 11 p.m. But feel free to do a couple of runs. so, uh, yes. Um, oh, and Kaz is here as well. Um, he says, thanks for all the sunglasses advice. I hope that you could pick through all the gabble there, Klaas, and, and get a good sunglass for you. <laughs> um. Okay, so Paul says he finds it difficult to sleep the night before a race. So it might actually be an advantage to start a race at 11 p.m. That is such a good point, Paul. I really think you've got something there. Not many races start at 11pm, do they? And I, I just think that's really exciting, don't you? Like running through the night, like with a load of other people, all those head torches bobbing around. I remember when I went, um, I was on Trail Running Magazine and I went to watch the Transvolcania. And I think it started at like 5am and it was dark and there was all these, there was these switchbacks to start and there was all these um, lights going up the switchbacks. And some of the photographers got some really beautiful shots, you know where the head torch sort of goes like in a wave along and there was like runners and waves of light and it was just really, really pretty. It's like Christmas on the move. So yeah so that's a good point there from paul it is really exciting to do something different like that and i'm um that's going to be fantastic you have to tell us all about that one Maeve. um and <laughs> then nadia freaks out when she has a race at seven in the morning yeah i know if anyone's done any triathlons ever i did a triathlon it started at like five in the morning which was ridiculous it's like you have to get up at three to get there oh it's insane Um, And then, oh, this is a really good point from Catherine here, Um, you could have an afternoon nap, like 3 till 7pm on the day of the race, that is such a good plan, very, very good, I like the idea of that, I'm loving the afternoon naps um, at the moment, personally, myself, (laughs) anyway, um, cool, so Maeve says, that's brilliant, and Seb says, good luck with the race, it looks spectacular, yes, running in the Austrian Alps in Tyrol, it looks absolutely amazing right well um i am gonna cut this one nice and short because i have got through all the questions um and it's fantastic to be back everybody thank you so much for tuning in um and next week we'll have jen and marcus back again interviewing a a, a guest of some kind and then do you know what i I thought i might do i might what i really want to do is interview other running youtubers so i was thinking of trying to get the ginger runner on like what what do you think? I, I don't know if he would come on. I was thinking about getting Kofosi, Ginger Runner, um, who else does a YouTube channel? Um, uh, oh God, i oh, just forgotten. Oh yeah, uh, Ben Parks as well. Um, the, there's these guys like Run For Adventure, I think they're called. Um, they're doing really well on YouTube. They've got like 15,000 subscribers. So I was going to do like YouTube to YouTube type thing, because we've done like loads of elite athletes and loads of coaches and stuff. So I thought this would be like a new area. Um But yeah, if you've got any ideas, then let me know. Um, I have got a long list of ideas from patrons. And I have worked I am working my way through asking people. So basically, they'll be on if they agree. <laughs> um, but if they don't come on, it's not that I haven't ignored your suggestion. It's just that they either haven't got back to me or they just don't have time for an interview right now um fab okay so um yeah the ginger runner would be really cool wouldn't it because we could be like two gingers together it'd be like really fun um he's got like a trillion followers now hasn't he it's like uh, what has he got like uh, over a hundred thousand subscribers like 17 like one hundred seventy thousand subscribers he's doing super well um so yeah seb says that he should be a good guest fab okay um, that would be fun. Yay. Okay. So everybody likes that idea. Right. So I am going to go now and see if I, if the baby is okay. So this is the little Baba. Um, and he is rocking my world, uh, at the moment. Uh, just in case you hadn't joined, <laughs> this is me trying to work with Finley. He's my new little colleague here. Um, and there we go. He's in a little sling. I'm just trying to, um, send out some videos to be edited there and then we met our nct group today and we and he slept in that pram for three hours and now he's still sleeping again (laughs) i don't know how he has he's doing great me and steve no sleep whatsoever Um, (laughs) fantastic okay Cool. Nigel says, good to see me again. Take care. It's good to see everybody. It's great to be back and it's been really, really fun. So um, yep. Yeah. enjoy Marcus and Jen next time and I will see you in a fortnight. See you everybody. Lovely to chat. Bye. Hi, it's Claire here. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. These live chats take place every Wednesday evening at 6.30pm UK time on World Ginger Running YouTube channel.